This week, I was uh, talking to my mother, and she, uh, she was kind of reminiscing a bit and talking about her two closest friends who have died a number of years. And she was just, you know, kind of thinking about that and saying how much she missed them and, and how much they used to do together. She said, we used to do everything together, you know. They were so close, and I just miss them. And I said, yeah, you know. I said, I miss Dad a lot. It's been, it'll be eight years in, in April. I said, I miss Dad a lot. She's like, well, what do you do? I said, I talk to him all the time. And she said, can you do that? I said, I don't know, I'm doing it. I don't think there's like jail for that. But of course, you know, I'm supposed to know, like, you know, I'm like, well, what do you want, a metaphysical, theological uh, treatise on why it's okay to, I mean, I didn't say that, but that's going through my head. I'm like, mom, just talk to her, talk to your friends. I said, I don't think it does anything for them, I don't know, but she's like, it does something for you, and I said, yeah, it does. And it started just kind of making me think about, uh, you know, she's thinking about her lifelong friends, and, and so I was thinking about my lifelong friends who, who, who have been with me for 20, 25 years, 30 years. Um, and I'm thinking, gosh, I don't know how I could have gotten through life without these friends. I mean, they know everything, you know. They... Uh, you know, they talk to me with great honesty as well as, but mainly the support, you know, the support is just incredible. It's incredible. And then I was thinking about this gospel because we hear John being very specific that Lazarus, Martha, and Mary were people whom Jesus loved. Now, he obviously loved everybody, so we know that's true. And why would John make a specific remark about it? Because these must have been friends that were really close to Jesus. You know, that's the idea is that, I mean, obviously even Jesus would have had really close friends who, who understood him. You know, people he would, have, he would have, which isn't to say he didn't like anyone else, but he had really close friends that he would stay with. And, and he probably shared more with them, right? Because you do that. So... He probably would have shared with Martha and Mary and Lazarus a little bit more of the plan, you know, a little bit more of what was going on. And because they knew him even better, like Martha, when, she, when he questions Martha, do you believe? She's like, yeah, of course I believe. But then we hear, this is so interesting, he became perturbed. Why is he perturbed? It seems from the context He's perturbed because she's like, yes, I believe that you're the Messiah. Can't you do something? <laughs> Why weren't you here? Where were you? Right? These things were said. And even now, can't you do something? And he's perturbed. And this seems to go hand in hand with, with you know, some of the other stories. Because she's not really trusting him completely. And she should know better. Because she's closer. So when he says, look, it's fine, he's fine, she's still, there's a part of her that's you know, saying, can't you do something? And then the reason why I think this is consistent is because we hear it again 
right? When we, we overhear those people saying, couldn't he have done something? He opened the eyes of the blind man. Why can't he fix this guy? Jesus becomes perturbed again, right? He's, he's annoyed. Like, oh, geez, you know, I, I got to do this thing again. Like, I've been with them for so long. I've shown them so many things, and they still don't believe. And then we hear how he wept. That, that his own grief as a man, losing one of his closest friends, overcomes him as well. They remark, see how he loved him. He loved him. This is such a, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's a bit emotional even that this is the God we have. See how he loved them. And that's really kind of a theme for everything that Jesus does for us. See how he loves us. Was it good for Lazarus to be risen from the dead? I mean, we don't know what his sisters were like. They're like, we need him back. He's like, no, 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 I'm good. (laughs) But maybe, you know, we look at it another way. He's going to have to die again. He's going to have to go through the whole thing again. He's going to have to suffer this evil again. That's not a great thing. But God's going to use this this guy who dies twice. He's going to use this man to show his glory. He's going to use the, the sufferings and pain of this man to show his glory, to manifest his glory, and to... This is the last miracle he, he works before, you know, the cross. He's showing us how much he loves us, that God is so bound to us that he is going to untie the bonds of death. That's what this is all about. And we can't forget about that. You know, we think about just the, and it's understandable, you know, we want to just kind of sometimes get through the day. But Jesus wants to unbind us. And not just death. He wants to unbind us of all of the stuff. He wants to set us free from everything. And we all have it, you know. I mean, my friends know the stuff I have. Your friends know. Your your spouses know. Every single one of us has got things that are binding us. And Jesus wants to set us free. He wants to set us free. We have to trust him. Yes, Lord, I have come to believe you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. Yes, I believe. I trust. Whatever's going on in my life, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't even necessarily like it. I trust you. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to follow you. And I'm going to be resolute because you are the only one who will set me free.